on. Okay, everybody, we are back for the second episode of The Game Is On, and I'm excited. I'm so, 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 so excited because I have somebody here who I truly admire. It's kind of crazy because I never really actually had a formal introduction with her or to her, but I've seen her on the gram. You know, nowadays, if you meet somebody on the gram, y'all friends, and y'all don't even know it, y'all just friends. But the one and only Miss Christina Williams, the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV. Christina, how are you? I'm doing so good and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. No problem. I had to. I had to. It's only right. <laughs> Girls Talk Sports TV is, is, is what I'm all about. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. Now, Christina, as I mentioned, you are the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, and I know all about that, but I will allow you to explain your baby to individuals who haven't heard of it. Yes, so Girls Talk Sports TV, um, I founded it almost two years ago, and it's a sports media platform where we uh, discuss WNBA coverage um, from the perspective of women. And um, so if you go on our page, you'll get your um, everyday sports updates, They'll get some unique interviews, uh, one-on-ones with the players, and they'll definitely be updated on everything that's happening in the W. Um, so that's my baby, as you said. Um, and beyond the WBA, Girls Talk Sports TV is a, a platform where women um, can talk about sports being taken seriously and really seen as the norm and not the exception when it comes to sports coverage. And so that's Girls Talk Sports TV. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can so relate to all of that. I, I, I love it. I'm telling you, got my support 110% from now and forever. So you kind of alluded to this a little bit in your explanation of Girls Talk Sports TV, but every guest must answer this question as soon as they come on here before we dive in. Why is the voice of women in sports so important to you? The voice of uh, women in sports is important to me because I feel like it should be reflective of the everyday real world. So women and young girls, they talk about sports, they play sports, they like sports. So why can't women have um, a seat at the table when it comes to it? As far as Girls Talk Sports TV, I built my um, platform on the three uh, pillars of giving women voice, visibility, and value. And I think that um, when it comes to interest in women's sports, even the voice is important because women's sports only receive 4% of sports covers and 1% of sponsorship dollars. And so we can never um, have women's sports become the norm if we don't see it out there. So that's why it's important. Yes, I, I love it. And, you know, it's so crazy because I had saw you had said you, you just said it now. And when I was um, when I had read one of your interviews, you had said how important it was that you know it's not people don't know about it because they can't see it so how do you expect somebody to see it you know what i mean you can right. have the same type of mentality with i mean same type of idea with you know sports women playing sports as you do with women talking about it if they don't yep. see it you know it's kind of hard to believe it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. exactly and so that's why it's important to um see women's voices in sport i know for me um, one of the, another reason why I created my platform because I saw the lack of representation, especially of women of color. Um, and so that was another thing for me as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't know them. We didn't know them. They don't know it yet, but we're coming for them. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Okay, we're coming for them. <laughs> so let's dive into it. Um, a segment of Girls Talk Sports TV is, TV is kicking it with Christina. 
And yes. uh, I, I've been able to catch a few of them. You know, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of them, but recently I've been intrigued by them because it's all been all the athletes that are in the wobble. And for those yes. who don't know, <laughs> the wobble is the term coined for where the WNBA are playing at the IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. I think the wobble, it just completely dominates, okay, just the bubble. Yes, yes. The wobble <laughs> They got a little, little shabazz on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. You've been talking to so many different girls about, you know, um, their experience there. What do you yes. think thus far? I mean, from what you've gotten from people, and you talked to Derica, Rashida, you know, what, what, what would mm -hmm. you say of, of it at first? Because I'll be honest, at first I was like, yep. <laughs> giving it a side eye. <laughs> yeah, on paper it just seems so like, oh my god, you know, like they were just making it seem so depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, so from what I gathered what's over the last few weeks is that the W players are actually satisfied with their um, living conditions. There was a few kinks in the beginning, and Elite worked together with ING to make sure that they got fixed. Um, I've seen different videos of different places, whether it be the hotels, the villa, or the lodges. Um, for, but what for my get overall is that the players um, just want to focus on basketball, and they're okay with staying where they are. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, that gives that gives me a little bit of reassurance as a fan. You know, yeah, they're the top athletes in the world. You know, so they deserve they deserve you know quality living conditions, especially in a condensed season like we are right now. Agreed. Agreed. And it, yeah, it makes you makes you feel a little bit better that you know that they're comfortable with it. And even on the gram, I'm like they doing TikTok, they have fun, you know, they showing me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I personally believe, and I've been saying this from the start, you know, even with the NBA bubble. I mean, and, you know, recent reports said that during recent testing that there were zero positive tests, which glory to be to God because that's amazing. But I yeah. that, you know. <laughs> The, the idea behind starting these places off at ground zero where nobody who is positive can get in, I mean, nobody, yeah, nobody who's positive can get in, you know, that's a, that's a lot safer than a lot of other places in the world right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Totally. Yeah. And the players feel safe. Um, I don't think they would have gone if they thought that the league didn't have their best interests at heart. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, definitely agree. Hope, we can only hope that, you know, I hope the next report that we get on, you know, the WNBA's testing, that they will have no um, no positive tests for the Rona, too. That's, that's what I call it, the Rona, the Rona, the Rona. The Rona. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking most forward to? I mean, uh, we're talking about the WNBA. I haven't even told about it. I mean, the WNBA is, is mm -hmm. set to start on July 25th, less than a week away. Yes, um, yes. I know everybody two days away. Yes, I know everybody is excited about the NBA, which I am too, but, you know, the ladies, you got to let the ladies go first. It's only, the, it's only right that you let the ladies go first. But I'm excited. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I feel like this season for the WNBA, um, I really, really have a good feeling for how things are going to go. And, I, I mean, a large part of it is that, you know, I'm really pumped and excited about the fact that it'll be over 60 games nationally televised. As yes, a more exposure, yes. You know, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, it's, how do you feel? What, what do you, what are you excited about? You know? Um, 
as someone who content creates and covers the W, I'm just excited for the games and see, to see all the players back on the floor. Um, I'm excited to see the different storylines that will come out of the season. Um, and yeah, I'm just, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. That's the journalist in you. Okay. <laughs> the same way. That is the journalist in you. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> Where's the tea? Where's the narratives? Where can I go with this? I need more things yep, to talk yep. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, exactly. I, <laughs> um, I think it's so interesting too, you know, um, with how different it's going to be. I mean, of course they're playing in the bubble, but I yep. mean, just, you know, a lot of with people opting out, you know, we have a lot of big name people opting out. We have, you know, Liz, Liz Cambage, you know, um, Tasha Cloud, yep. Elena Deladon, our, our MVP, which speaking of that, uh, that whole situation, you know, with them denying her, you know, to denying her ability to opt out of the season. I mean, that was extremely messy and very shocking to me because I kind of pride the WNBA on, right. you know, with the new CBA, all that stuff. They were making a lot of positive strides to kind of, you know, keep their players first. So that was a little hiccup in it. I mean, what did you make of that situation? I mean, that situation was very unfortunate um, that the league's MVP, like, they didn't see that she needed a medical exemption for her pre-existing condition. I feel like it, it's just bad PR for the league on that side, honestly. But the good thing is um, Elena's team is standing behind her. Her coach came out and said that the Mystic will still pay her as a member of the roster in, while she remains in D.C. and trained. So uh, the negative got turned into a positive. Definitely. And, you, you know, shout out to Coach T, you know, I, I, he's the man. He's the man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I don't even know how they even felt comfortable, you know, even den- denying her that. I mean, if somebody has been dealing with this chronic disease for over seven years, you know, and has to do all that they can do to compete just in general, regardless having to to compete in the pandemic, just to compete in general, for you not to, you know, for you to deliver them that jurisdiction as far as like, oh, they can't play. Like, I thought that was, that that was, I mean, that was a little harsh, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, obviously the issue is still not quite resolved, but we, we shall see as the season unfolds what happens. Agreed. Let's dive in a bit on these WNBA teams this year um, because a lot has happened over this offseason. A lot of different things, a lot of, you know, big moves, a lot of people opting out, you know, a lot of things to kind of shake up, you know, what we were expecting for this season. Um, we'll start with the Mystics because, you know, as we know, our league's MVP, Elena Deladon is out. And well, before we can do that, I got to just reflect back on last year's finals. I mean, we're, that was a serious treat last year, like a game five for the finals. I mean, it was literally down to the wire between Connecticut and Washington. Yeah. I had a chance to be on the floor um, just to witness that happen. And it was great to see that the Mystics received their first championship in franchise history. Um, It was definitely a night that was very high energy. Um, I remember seeing like John Wall, Bradley Beal there on the sidelines. So yeah, it was definitely an excited game. It it was, I I was there as well. And literally I got to experience a champagne shower. I thought, you know, I thought those were just things that I just, you know, 
said in rap songs. I didn't really know that I was going to have a chance to ever experience one, but they definitely put a different meaning on the champagne shower, okay? <laughs> but speaking of them, um, you know, it's, it's a new team, new team than, than for, for both, for Connecticut and for Washington. I mean, they're not playing again with Elena Del Don, no Natasha Cloud yeah. made a big difference, yeah. no Saunders, no Tina Charles, no Chrissy Tolliver. Uh, what do you expect from the Mystics this season with all of their, you know, it, with all the interviews that they have gone and then the new faces that they have, Essen Carson, Leilani Mitchell, what do you expect out of them this season? Um, well, I had a chance to, right before the uh, COVID pandemic happened, like literally before everything was on shutdown, I had a chance to see Ariel Powers in New York City. And she told me exactly what would happen. And she said, this is going to be the time for her to step up and show what, what she has. And as she, I think and I believe she'll get way more minutes on the floor this season. Um, so I think we'll see her rise up and step up for the team. Definitely agree. You know, it'll be the powers of both the big A and the little A, as they like to call Ariel Atkins, because I think that both of their uh, presence last year in the finals, I mean, it may have kind of got overshadowed by, you know, the De Elena Deladon and, you know, Emma and, you know, Natasha, but they both were very important and pivotal in, you know, the Washington Mystics winning that championship last year. So with them both getting, being able to get more touches and more time, with, um, you know, some of the team's leaders out, I expect both Ariel Atkins and Ariel Powers to step up. I completely went over the actual finals. For sure, they are. Yeah, I completely went over the actual finals MVP because they still have <laughs> Emma Mieseman, who is, I mean, very hard yes. to start. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm excited to see how their new faces, I mean, how, you know, how this new Mystics responds. So let's go over to the Phoenix, 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 Phoenix Mercury with the big three, Skylar Diggins, BG, and Diana. I'm excited. This is probably my... I'm excited to see Skylar Diggins back on the floor, too. I'm curious to see how this all will work out. I mean, being that, you know, both her and Diana are amazing point guards and, you know, facilitators, I'm curious to see how, you know how they are able to, 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 to navigate with each other on the court at the same time. Well, um, we had a chance to speak to Skylar as well this week um, after training camps. And she said, uh, you know, they all would have to do what they have to do to make it happen for the team to win. So I think they're all um, getting along and just figuring out their roles, especially with Skylar, Brittany, and Diana being um, ball dominant, how they can ingest their game to further the team. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, well, another one, we'll just have to sit and see. And I'm excited to sit and see. But it's so many great things, so many uh, excited things. I mean, we could go down the list with all the with all there is to look forward to this season. Um, now, before we get into the predictions and all that good stuff, I want I want to pluck your brain a little bit more about some of these rookies. Who is your favorite rookie going into this WNBA season? Which I, I'll, Ooh. I'll let you answer first before I say my next one. Favorite rookie. Well, um, around April and during the draft, my favorite rookie is Kennedy Carter. And right now, I'm going to still say Kennedy Carter. Um, but if I had to choose um, two honorable mentions, I'm going to say Tattoo Sopoli and Ty Harris also. Okay. My, um, if I had to choose rookie of the year, I would do Kennedy Carter. Okay. 
I, I, yo, she has so much, you know, so much and expectations are so high for her right now. And I, I mean, I, not to say that I don't think she can live up to him or she won't live up to him, but it just amazes me how much I feel like that organization is, you know, putting their faith in her. And I think she can do it though. You know what I mean? I mean, she has the swag, demeanor, she plays with it. I mean, she has it. I personally am excited to still, I mean, even though I know she's the rookie sensation and everybody loves to hype her up, I'm excited to see how Sabrina Inescu handles um, things this year. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, she's another one that also has a lot riding on her shoulder. And I, I that's true. Yep. <laughs> the expectation. I think Sabrina, there is a lot of pressure. One, because the New York Liberty they have seven rookies. So, um, and just very few returning players from last year's team. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on her to be perfect and for her game to translate straight off the bat. But she showed, she showed what she could do in a USA basketball game when her team in college, they beat Team USA. So um, I'm, I, I can't wait for the Seattle versus New York Liberty uh, tip-off. Like, I'm super excited to see how that translates. Yeah, get a little bit of old PG versus new PG. <laughs> You'll have super Sabrina. Right. So yeah, I, I'm I'm passing the torch. <laughs> yes, and I'm pretty sure sh she will. So we're gonna get into some predictions about that later too. I want to conclude with um with you know your your season over season opener predictions because you know we got a lot of a lot of exciting games to look forward to when we start that all. I mean when we start the season off. I'm definitely excited for the season. I'm just going to keep saying it over and over again. I probably said it a thousand times, but I'm definitely excited for the season, of course, and to see them resume play. But I think now, you know, something else has really just been exciting me is, you know, as I mentioned on the previous episode was how exciting it's been to see all these athletes use their platforms um, to promote change, especially in these weird times that we're living in. Um, I know you know, with the, with the police brutality and then just the all around social injustice, it's been pretty, you know, pretty amazing to see these athletes show that they're more than athletes. So another episode of Kicking It with Christina that st stuck out to me and for more than one reason, one, Natasha Cloud is one of my favorite WNBA players, but two, I really enjoyed hearing her talk about, um, you know, why she kind of opted out of this season to focus more on fighting social justice issues and so forth. And I know both the NBA and the WNBA are, um, you know, allowing athletes with the return of sports to freely express themselves. What are some things that have been exciting to you that you've seen and heard from different athletes throughout this time as many people have decided to, that being silent is not it? <laughs> I mean. I love that the athletes are applying pressure and standing in solidarity to um, make sure that we don't forget what's happening around the world right now, um, even with sports returning. So I appreciate that during this time, athletes are applying pressure and not being afraid to speak up. Yeah, and it's, it's important that they do, you know, as I mentioned before, you know, it, it speaks volumes when you show that you're more than an athlete, you know, and it sucks that Natasha's not going to be playing this year, but you know, hey, appreciate her for, you know, using her platform, you know, for a message that's far bigger than her. So now we have talked a little bit about the restart, the teams that we're looking excited, who we're excited to see. Let's get into some predictions. 
Now, who is a team that you think is going to uh, – who should we expect an upset from out of the WNBA teams? Um, expect an upset. Yes. Who, who do you – I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Indiana Fever. They have a lot of their roster returning with just only a few new players and um, with Victoria Vivians back in. So I think that you shouldn't sleep on them. Okay. All right. Who is somebody that you are most excited to see? this season i'm excited to see all of the ladies on the floor um you know we're in unprecedented times right now and they you know left their homes which was optional to come and get on the floor and play for our entertainment so um, i'm excited to see all of those ladies play okay i have to say i agree with you completely on that one but if i had to pick a team i'm definitely going to say Phoenix, and this is a wild card, too. You know, nobody really – people probably think I'm coming from left field with this. But I'm going to say the L.A. Sparks, too. Reason being is because I don't think that anybody expected them to go out how they went out last year. I mean, finishing third in the league, first in the West, and leaving in the semifinals after getting swept from the Connecticut Suns. I don't think anybody could have painted that. So I would say that they have a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Um, and with some new faces added to their team – I definitely think that that gives them a little bit of, you know, engine power to kind of re-motivate them. I know. Yeah, Rashonda Gray um, is amazing, and she can add definitely on the defensive rebounding end. So, and she has big shoes to fill with Shanae Gumake because she um, medically opted out. So I think we'll see some surprises for her step up, but also, like you said, Ellie Sparks has a lot of veterans and um, players with experience. So I want to know how all the different pieces are going to fit. Um, they added a few pieces um, also in WNBA free agency with Brittany and Marie Gulch. So I'm just, I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> so who do you expect to win it all? Um, hmm, to win it all? Yes. To be I am going to go with the Chicago Sky. You know you got to back it up with an explanation. <laughs> um, well, really, uh, they have all of their – most of their team returning. And I think that people are sleeping on, on Diamond to Shields and what she can bring to the table. And also they have a chip on their shoulder because of that infamous shot where they got eliminated, eliminated um, in, the, in the playoffs last season. So I think that they're going to come back and they're gunning and that they have the potential to win it all. Yes, I am here for that. I, I support that as well. I think they are another one that's that's coming because literally a shot was between them and the semifinals. So I think that a lot of them would probably write things differently if they could. Um, I'm excited. You're excited that WNBA sports are coming back. As I mentioned before, there's going to be over 60 televised games, nationally televised games. There is no excuse why we should not, you know, have so many people tuned in. Yeah, I can't wait for the WNBA to come back. I'm excited to see uh, the Seattle versus the New York Liberty. No. The most. Because <laughs> I'm from New York, so <laughs> I'm excited to see them. Yeah. And you're not being biased at all when you say you think New York's going to win. It just, you know, that's just what you think, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the, the the season openers, who, do you, who are you taking? Um... I'm going to take uh, New York Liberty, um, Indiana Fever, Los Angeles Sparks. 
So say that one more. So you said you've taken, say that again, I'm sorry. The New York Liberty, mm -hmm. LA Sparks, Indiana Fever. Okay, we're writing this down, recording this. So when I <laughs> if you're wrong, every, everybody will have bragging power over you because your season openers weren't accurate, but I, I got faith in you. I, you, you know, you know, some, some, so I, I have a lot of faith in you. Well, I appreciate you for kicking it with me today and for talking. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, of course, girl, of course. Oh, before you leave, everyone yep. must answer this simple question. Even though we truly enjoy no interruptions when the game is on, how and what do you do? How, no, let me say this again. Every guest must answer this question, and it is very simple. Of course, we love when the game's on, and we hate interruptions during our game. But when the game is not on, what does Miss Christina Williams do? When the game is not on, I am relaxing. <laughs> Just simply relaxing at home, uh, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> We ain't, we ain't mad at that. You said, listen, I work year round. I work all yep. around. Okay, I'm creating content by the second. I ain't mad at it. I am not mad at it. Um, again, thank you for chatting with us today. Give everybody your socials, where to find you, anything that we should be on the looks for with Girls Talk Sports TV. There's a bunch of things happening um, that's coming up. I can't really talk about it right now, but you can uh, find us on social media at you can find us on um, Instagram, girlstalksports.tv. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all of those social media handles. Awesome. Y'all heard that. Y'all make sure y'all follow and stay tuned. The wait is almost over. Within 24 hours, the WNBA will be back, and there's going to be over 60 national televised games, so it's no excuse to miss any of the action because it's going to be some good ones. Tomorrow's season openers include the Seattle Storm versus New York Liberty, the LA Sparks versus Phoenix Mercury, and the Indiana Fever take on the reigning champions, the Washington Mystics. So make sure you are tuned in to the season opener for the WNBA's tomorrow. Now switching gears, the NBA will be back in less than a week. And um, with the scrimmages going on, it's definitely... Got conversations started already, and it you know it's it's giving a new new appreciation for this new look that the NBA has right now, playing in the bubble and not in not with any fans and in you know in an arena that we're not used to seeing anybody play in. But um, it's it's definitely excited. But you know, when this action comes back, it's it's about to get real. It's so much more to stay tuned and listen to. So until next time, ladies, remember, now is our time to tell men, shh, the game is on. It's Jerry Shell, and I am out.